You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Gordon here. Welcome to another episode of Rewind with Vesa. Look, this particular interview has been a long time coming. These two had me on their podcast when, honestly, in my opinion, I was really just getting my foot in the door in the radio world. And I guess they saw something in me to where they wanted to talk with me. And I had such an amazing time. I met them at one of their events, which is actually another sort of networking event. It's not like one of my mixers. It's actually a little bit more in depth. And we're definitely going to talk about that more because it's an amazing conversation for people within the business community to kind of talk about different things in their realms and how they're navigating things while also manifesting their future, okay? I have Rovino with me and I have Young Erm with me from the Up and Up podcast. We are going to talk about that plus how to make sure you sustain a podcast and make sure it doesn't get stale and you're always able to upgrade it, okay? So we're going to get into all that and more right after this intro. Bringing in Rovino and Young Herb. What's going on? How what it do? Guys? What it do? I'm blessed. I'm yeah. blessed. I'm grateful, present, um, and just grateful to be here. Hundred percent. Awesome and super grateful to be here. You know, like you said, long time coming. Long so long time coming. We out here. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. Thanks for coming through and before having to fight through traffic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that traffic's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy, man. That's why I try to do them between like three and four. That way people can get out of here as quickly as possible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's hard to it's hard to pinpoint the times nowadays though. Yeah. yeah. Especially when there's like a cracking game or something like mm-hmm. that. You just kinda never know what's going to happen. Oh man, them yeah. cracking games, man. <laughs> yeah, we know that all too well. Yeah, our studio's <laughs> literally right by Climbing Pledge Arena, so I I always make the mistake sometimes of booking interviews the day of the game and then Parking, and then you're like, why yeah, is everybody crazy. all stuck? Parking's crazy, man. Now, yeah. for starters, Up and Up Podcast is going on five years, if it hasn't already hit five years. Um, end of this month, March 31st will be the five-year mark. First yes. of all, congratulations yes. on you. five Thank years. Thank like, you. that is, that's longer than my radio career, first of all. <laughs> I've been on uh, air for like maybe four years now. Man. So you guys have had your podcast being consistent, going strong, getting new guests, you know, yeah. creating something to where I like visual podcasts are great, but your podcast is, in my opinion, is good enough to where I can just listen to it. Mm, and that's you. not wow. a lot of podcasts these days, if you know what I mean. Like a mm. lot of podcasts need the visual extra fluff, yeah. maybe like yeah. a little video overlay yeah. here and there. You be on a beach somewhere. Yeah. Like, yeah. like they need that extra <laughs> distraction because yeah. maybe the conversation isn't that good. But mm. you guys are some good stuff here. Thank you. We appreciate you. that. We Thank appreciate you. that. Thank appreciate you. Appreciate it for um, sure. Yeah, I think, um, well, just kind of going back to kind of the early beginnings of like what kind of um, pushed us to even want to launch the podcast. Um, like Minor Erm's radio, quote unquote, kind of journey started in college. So we both went to Washington State University and we started doing college radio. Um, and coming out of that, it was it was um, growing up in the city, growing up in the greater Seattle area, Washington State. Um, it was trying to figure out, you know, how can we make people more aware of what's going on in the city? Because I'm not going to lie. I feel guilty. I feel guilty. Like, why is it that I don't know who's doing what in my city? But then people are constantly <clears throat> like constantly like echoing. There's no support. Why aren't people supporting each other? And I just 
we kind of looked at each other like, man, we don't really know who to support. Mm. Um, and I think we took kind of what we felt we had to contribute, which was our skill set that we kind of developed in terms of radio broadcasting and just kind of hosting a show and doing interviews. And we said, hey, let's just build a platform that can be like a central hub um, that can amplify the people that are actually doing things and showing them and, re- and letting them represent themselves um, in these industries and then, let, and then let people make the decision on whether or not they want to support. You I, know what I mean? I want to mm-hmm. build on that because mm-hmm. you said we didn't know who to support. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is such a crazy thing to even be able to say when it's a city that you're from yeah. to where you still don't know who to support, even though you're in your own damn city. Now, one of the things that I love is that you, the whole point of this is for uplifting the underrepresented. Mm -hmm. Do you guys feel that if we were like three, you know, white people, would we still have that feeling of, I just don't know who to support? Mm -hmm. Or do you think it's just because we really are that underrepresented to where we don't even know that we're out there? I think, I think we just don't really know that we're out there, mm. you know, cause like there'll be even times like me growing up in Seattle, even when I was younger, I didn't even know what a, events to go to, you know what I'm saying? Let alone people. So it was like, all right. And then I hear about the Seattle freeze. So yeah. I'm like, all right, now let's on top of just like letting people know who's out here and whatnot, let's build a network so that like people could kind of come together and kind of other Cause I be hearing all the time, like people leaving Seattle, go do something. So I'm like, man, you know, we got to switch that up somehow. So, yeah. yeah and, I, and I also, I also feel like growing up, it was like the only people you really knew about were athletes, mm. right. Or entertainers. Like that's the only people you knew about. What I'm grateful for is like looking back, like, um, I think we'll be at like episode 94, but like, I don't even think about the number. I just think about the people in which we've been able to, we talk about this all the time. I say like, what we do is essentially investing in people and not monetarily, not, you know, not financially, not with resources, but literally investing in their stories. Mm-hmm. Like, like base of story matters. So let's invest in her by giving her a chance to tell her story. And I think that's what was lacking because I didn't know, you know, growing up, I wish I knew the real estate mogul who probably lived two exits from me. Or I wish I knew the restaurant owner and what their story was. You know what I mean? So I think it's just raising awareness was kind of initially what we wanted to do. Um, and it kind of evolved and manifested into what now has become an outlet for people who feel like, you know, we're, we can be a home to, for that type of um, that type of storytelling. Yeah. Now, with that type of storytelling, I think it for me and the way that you guys do your shows, you obviously put a lot of research into it. Mm. And I think that is also what makes your show so amazing. Like you were talking about someone had went over to Europe and where they were, he was like, damn, you really did that research, you know? So it's like, what are some of the things or even advice to someone that's podcasting that wants to have a podcast that people are like, let me write this down. Mm. Let me write that down. Like what, what kind of research are you doing when you're bringing in a guest? Mm. Um, just anything that you kind of, you find interesting, something you kind of want to know more about, you know, um, I tell Robbie all the time, like some of my favorite ones are like the industries that I have no clue about. Yeah. Cause then I'm just like, I'm an open canvas. I'm gonna ask every question. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be very curious. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, I think just having that curiosity and 
being a good listener, honestly, yeah. you know, at the same time, even though you're interviewing somebody. So, yeah, yeah, that's man. That is actually the, one of the first lessons I learned from interviewing was be a great listener. A lot of times people see a microphone in front of them and they think it's about talking. <laughs> well, when you're interviewing, I think it's more about listening. And I think that's kind of what, um, I would say, I would urge people who want to start podcasts. Um, <clears throat> I'm a, I'm a metaphor guy. You know this, yeah. right? So like use this microphone, the mixers, the show, use it as a vehicle, right? And when we hop in our vehicles, we got to be responsible for others on the road and whatnot. So, you know, when you're starting your podcast and you're starting your platform, understand that what you're putting out um, is your responsibility. Um, and therefore those that you have on your show, if it's an interview based podcast, you know, um, be considerate of their time and be considerate of their story. But I, again, I think it just depends on what you want to create. Um, but first and foremost, when you do have a, a podcast and a platform, you should really m marinate on your, your why and your identity because ultimately it's a vehicle, but you have to build your own identity within the space of podcasting, which is now becoming its own kind of industry and kind of its own thing. So yeah, just kind of build your own identity and, and stand on that so that people won't just look at you as a podcast. They'll look at you for who you are and what you've guys created. Um, that's, that's definitely one of the main um, points I would put out. And, you know, I think that's also important because a lot of people are like, where do I start? And I'm like, well, what do you want to talk about? Yeah. <laughs> and why yeah. do you want to talk about it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why should people listen to you? Mm. Um, how long did it take for you guys to find your why? Mm. Like, was it an automatic thing or was it kind of you did a few episodes and then you kind of refined it as you went along? I think it's kind of refining to this day, mm. honestly, because I'm I'm still learning stuff from from people that we interview. Like mm. um, we're talking about how everybody has a story. And like, for example, we we interviewed Key a couple episodes ago. And Hall. he's a fire. No, no, no. I'll keep right. Yeah. So great interview. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we. <laughs> We interviewed him and one thing that stood out, he said, you got to learn how to fall in love with your story. Yeah. And I was like, damn, okay. So the gems keep coming. So I keep like refining my why, like, okay, everybody's story and everybody got something that they went through and, you know, a road that they traveled. So, yeah. And I think yeah. even on like a, um, even like above kind of like our own personal wise, I think for the up and up alone, I tell people this all the time, like conceptually we started in 2016 but we didn't actually launch till 2018. Mm. So in two, for two years, we literally were sitting there, obviously logistically trying to figure out how we wanted to like start, but it was a lot of dialogue and conversation about why are we doing this? Why do we want to do this? Why is this important? Because had we not done that, I don't know if we'd be here five years later, mm. to be honest, because the mission that we have, which is to cultivate culture um, and really try to inspire the next generation of visionaries that came from like two years of really diving into the why and figuring out what do we want to do, going to events, going to networking events, meeting people in the city that are actually doing stuff, hearing their stories. This is before we even had a show or had a platform. So I think I would say your why is what carries you through for those days that you feel like, oh, nothing's clicking or um, you might be at a low point or just things aren't going the way you want it to go. That You got to lean on your why in those moments. And I think it, that's why it takes time to develop that but like you said it, it's ever growing your why changes over time for sure it gets better it gets stronger um and it matures 
You yeah. know what I mean? Which makes sense because you change, like, you yeah, know, yeah. from 2016 to even when it was just a thought mm, to yeah. now, you guys are not the same people, which makes it to where not at maybe all. your guests might be a little bit different. Your questions might be a little bit different. Yeah. Um, just the overall focus of where the podcast is moving in the future. Yeah. It's going to kind of evolve as you evolve as a human in general. 100%. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like you put a lot of yourself into this work, at least for me personally, and I think for Erm as well, it's like we're showing up as our authentic selves. And um, aside from broadcast, podcast, radio, um, we're just holding space for people to come in. And so I always tell people this. I say a lot of times, um, one of the things I'm most proud of is that, you know, a lot of the guests we have on our show, it's not like we've known them for years and whatnot. Sometimes the first time we meet them is when they walk through that door and for us to create an energy, um, not just me and Ern, but our team as well, to create an energy and a space where they feel safe and comfortable to just share their story in a more vulnerable way without really knowing who we are. Um, those are like those intangible things that you kind of hang your hat on, yeah. you know, and at least in this space of podcasting and interviewing. So, um, yeah, I've, I've definitely changed. It's changed me a lot for the better. 100%. Yeah. And just, just kind of add to that, um, like when we have guests come through, um, we always tell them it's your show, not ours. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So we we allow them to be vulnerable and talk about whatever they want to talk about. We have no agendas, no strings, no nothing. So um, like I, like Robbie was saying, like creating that safe space for them, because then you'll see them get very comfortable and open up. And then that's when the gems just kind of, you know, start yeah. falling through. So. Yeah. This is true. The more comfortable that someone is, the yeah. better the interview was going to be. Yeah. But I've learned that that comfortability really does start within the first two seconds after you meet that person. Mm, yeah. Like within five energy. seconds, if it's weird, it's going to be a weird interview. <laughs> energy, man. You got to set the energy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. See, I spray in here. Yeah. Yeah. I, thought, I, thought I turn some music on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I try to get the vibes right. I like people to be comfortable when they come in nah, here. You come yeah. in the studio, it's hot and it stank. Yeah. No, you don't want to be here. <laughs> nah. You know, if the vibe is bad, if my vibe is bad, you don't want to be here. Nah, we, we were definitely welcome with a very comfortable vibe. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's definitely. necessary. It's important. Absolutely. Now, another thing that I love about your show and I feel like it's one thing that I am missing from my show aside from the same intro that I always use and the way that I always do my outros you guys have like reoccurring things every show you start yeah. out with a quote yeah. um, and then also you have your one word that keeps you on the up and up mm. how did you guys find your key features and why would you say that is so important for your show um, well I think it goes back to college you know yeah. um, when we did radio in college it was live radio um, and we were like trying to figure out how can we build a format that listeners will be comfortable with and like familiar with. So we had like fun segments and stuff like that. Um, and I think that just carried over into the podcast space where we were like, okay, we want people to feel comfortable. Like, like you said, like this is their show. So it's kind of like best practices, I would say. Um, and then, you know, as far as like the one word, what's, what's one word that keeps you on the up and up? That's kind of more trying to keep something on on brand and um, play into the bigger, bigger, bigger goal and the bigger mission of what we're trying to accomplish. But yeah, you know, I, I think it's important for people out there to like create your format, you yeah. know, like creative control is what people want, but when they get it, you know what I mean? Like it is a responsibility and it's on you to kind of be creative. So it's, it's a blank canvas, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, 
yeah, just that, just that whole structure. It kind of like, like the, the quote kind of sets the tone and then the one word just kind of brings everything home, kind of wraps up the interview and mm. kind of summarizes everything that our guest was speaking on. So, um, yeah, I think it definitely helps us as far as like formatting and kind of like mapping out the interview. Yeah. So have you guys done? And if you did, I just didn't see it like a collage of everyone's one word we, we or have. a collage we do another of everyone's one, like, yeah. <laughs> we should do another one. We, we got to update that. that. Yeah. We're going to do another one. We gotta, yeah. we gotta, <laughs> I, yeah. I think it's love those kind of things. I and that's it. why I love when people do that on their shows mm-hmm. because it's like, you know, at some point, whether it's at the end of the year yeah. or at the end of the quarter, or at the yeah. end of the season, you're going to see everybody's one word or yeah. one manifestation or mm-hmm. one something like mine is what is your no I'm not telling you right now (laughs) (laughs) I almost gave it out but I do have like one question that I ask everybody and you know it's one of those things where when I take some time and I together it's like wow that's actually really cool and people people look forward to that type of stuff like even guests you know like there's guests like I knew you guys (laughs) I was ready for it it. like they prepare for it so it's just a way of again like I think on a more um I guess strategic side, like you're just building more familiarity with your show. Like, you know, it's not like people are going to get to know base of like outside of the studio. They're going to hang out with her, but they get a chance to be familiar with something she created. So they know like, okay, you know, Erm and Rubino are going to come through with that one word or whatever the case is. So just for those out there who are again, trying to build their own show, um, make it yours, make it something that, um, people can be familiar with. Um, and you know, that makes them comfortable with your show and with the, with the guests and what they're, what they're tapping into. Yeah. Now, one thing I do like about your show is although it was considered a podcast, even back in 2018, mm-hmm. you guys always had video. Yeah. How important was that for you to like start with video and then continue upgrading with video? And maybe you didn't start with video, but as long as I've known, you guys have yeah, had video. Yeah. No, no, we did. We did start, with, we did, we did start with video. You know, I think it's, Especially because at that time, video podcasting wasn't really like a, you know what I mean? Like now, as you see, we have these cameras in the studios, but we didn't have cameras in our studios back then. They literally rebuilt the iHeart Studios in like different Mm -hmm. cities. So Mm -hmm. that way we could move our podcasting to more of a video format. But you guys are already there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, (laughs) I think um, I think it's twofold. I think it's like us kind of like wanting to create an actual show. So understanding like podcast is more like a, what describes like the category, but at the end of the day, it's a show. So yeah. you kind of pr- create the production how you want to. So video was like the main, always like kind of part of the main plan. But I will say this. I also feel like maybe like subconsciously, we just knew we had to show these people's faces too, because part of what we were trying to do was create um, those images of representation and all these different in- industries and professions. So it's like, you might only be able to hear them, but we need you to see them too. So yeah. I think that's why video is important. Um, and I think it's getting easier over time for people to incorporate that into their shows too. Yeah. But yeah. And just, just having options at the end of the day too. Yeah. You know, some people would rather watch something than listen. Yeah. Some people, you know, so we're just like, man, let's just have everything we can available so that it's kind of like undeniable. You know what I mean? No, so, that's important. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that when I came by and I, I believe that you guys are at black dot now, right? Or um, maybe you just do an event at black dot or are you still in the we, same spot? We still, we're still in, uh, in our studio on queen Anne. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. when I came in there, that was the first 
podcast because I really don't see you guys' show as a podcast. I yeah. see it more as a show. Yeah. Um, that was the first show that I've gone on that was quote unquote considered a podcast at that time mm-hmm. where you had a backdrop, yeah. you had cameras, yeah. you had photos, you had a full on setup. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> this is almost better than the studio yeah. at the station. Like, this yeah. is dope. How much did you guys have to put into starting your show? Because um, I think a lot of people get very discouraged from like where they see people at now. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's just worth making that investment off top. Yeah, I, I think um, I think, you know, it was kind of like a no brainer. Yeah. I, I think when you're I'll say this, when you're trying to start something that you're passionate about, you believe in and you just really want to create and, and release, you know, you you're going to accept whatever is necessary to get it done and whatever is required. So if it does mean like, hey, let's let's try to find a way to put down on some rent for just a small space that we can be able to kind of have to be able to do our show. Um, Let's get some cameras. Okay, we can't afford cameras. Who got cameras? Right. Like when you're starting out, you got to start and build with whatever you possibly can, because you have to prove to yourself that whether or not you even want to do the thing. Um, And so, yeah, I would say that's that's kind of where we were at. it wasn't all pretty to start, but um, it was just like the hunger and the the knack for just seeing if this will work. Like none of that stuff really mattered. You make it, you'll make it work. You'll figure it out. You know what I mean? Like if you really, really want to figure something out, you'll figure it out. And I think, um, and I think that's just a human thing, human, it's in it's human nature. Like yeah. you're going to figure it out. And so, yeah, I, but it is important to invest in yourself um, because I don't know. I just, I just, at this point now, I just feel like it's a no brainer, but looking back at those early days, um, it was the passion and kind of the foresight and the vision overshadowed any sort of like inconveniences with just investing in stuff. that we Yeah. Do. Yeah. And like no shortcuts, like mm. point blank period. Like, we couldn't take no shortcuts and we're going to like fully commit to this. Like if we can make it happen, it's going to happen. You know, that's kind of mentality that we had. Cause it's like, how can we take shortcuts and not fully commit? And then if it doesn't work, say, man, we gave it our all, you yeah. know? So we're yeah. just like, we got to just go as hard as we can and then just, you know, roll with the punches on the yeah. way. So, um, that's just the mentality we had, you know? So yeah, even, yeah, just even going to like UW rooms, like doing test shows, yeah. like, when yeah. school is out, we're yeah. kind of like prior to even having our own studio. You know what I mean? Like we all like, those uh, times, <laughs> we like it was like summer was out or whatever, or school was out for yeah. the summer. We're like, oh, let's just go in this random. I forgot the name of the uh, hall, but it was in UW's campus, and we were like, let's just go in this classroom. Let's just test our equipment out. What format? So like, like I said, those those two years between 2016 and 2018 was a lot of testing, testing making sure that whatever it is we're going to present to the world. Um, it's not going to be perfect. We know that. But let's just make sure we are dialed in on what we're trying to do and why we're trying to do it and at least kind of give ourselves a good um, groundwork. So because you can't improve on something that's not out yet. Exactly. Like, how do you know what you want to fix yeah. if you have nothing to fix? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so but I think those two years really kind of was a test for us to see how serious we were about even starting something. So, yeah, definitely. Um, again, back to like I said, man, er, those early days. um, it's important to truly believe in why you're trying to do what you're doing and, you know, be resourceful, <laughs> be resourceful. Trust me, like whatever you need already is already out there. Um, you just got to figure out why you need it and what if, if it's necessary at that very moment. But yeah, man, it's um, 
it's an amazing journey when you when you do get started. I'll say that. And then I also want to ask you guys this. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you reach out to your guest? Because you've had some really dope guests mm-hmm. on, like whether it's Seahawks, whether it's authors, whether it's yoga instructors. Yeah. How do you not even reach out? How are you picking your guests these days? Because sometimes I think people will have a show and then they're just like, they just want guests and yeah. they're just grabbing people. But yeah. then it's like, okay, it's not that your guests always have to have a million followers. Yeah, but yeah. Um, You know, it's interesting. I think... So I always tell this story. So before we even launched, yep. I used to go to like, we used to just go to a bunch of like networking events. I'm just like networking my ass off. Like I'm like meeting people and I'm like, what do you do? And tell me what they do. Oh, dope. I'm telling them what we're trying to do. I'm like, we're trying to build this platform, but like very vague. Cause we didn't have nothing at the time, but I'm just like, what do you do? And we started compiling a list. This is just before we started of people and in industries, professions, what they did, what they were doing and that whole thing. So that was early on how we kind of compile the list. But as far as like picking guests, again, we try to challenge ourselves. Really. We truly do to provide our audience with a different look, right? A different, like a different figure of representation. So it's not just like us trying to do what we're comfortable with, you know, like, Oh, I want to talk to an athlete every time, or I want to talk to a musician every time because I'm, I love music and I love sports. No, it's like, what do people need to see that they probably haven't seen? And I always, I always bring up like certain guests we've had is just <clears throat> at this point now we're looking for that. We're looking for something new and fresh. Um, but I just think back to like when we had um, Isaac Donis, who represents black and AI, a black owned artificial intelligence organization. And I remember he reached out to us randomly through DM was like, hey, I'd love to be on your show. I'm like, bro, you've never had this before. Lit. A black owned artificial intelligence company. Okay, cool. Let's do it. Because it's like, it's challenging us to go there. I'm not familiar with the space. So I think for us, it's like really trying to find a way to provide our audience with different variety of representation um, and things they can learn from how to break into certain industries, right? Um, amongst other things. But that's kind of the main, uh, I would say, deciding factor in like how we pick. Yeah. It's pretty much that. just being mindful too. Like, we're not going to have like a whole bunch of dudes in a row. We got, you know, or not like a whole bunch of females in a row. Let's kind of like mix it up. Okay. We already did like a rapper. Now let's go for like a chef or like, you know, we kind of try to mix it up so that it's just a wide variety. And we try to just cover all the bases of like yeah. everybody that's out here doing something. So, yeah. you know, just being mindful of that too. Cause I, it's pretty refreshing for, I mean, I would guess for like the listeners as well, you know? So yeah, yeah just being mindful and, and, and of that. To add on to that. Um, I always think about this. I think about like, you know, our generation kind of where we're at now. Um, millennials, if you want to call it that. And I'm like, yo, who's documenting in real time? Who's building? Like who's emerging? Who's rising? You know, I was listening to an interview with Tupac and Sway, um, from like 1996. But this is like early. Right. And I just, I just admire that. Like you're, you're, you're talking to these people on their way up. Um, and so I think, for those out there, it's like, man, look around you, pay attention to who's doing what, pay attention to the talent, pay attention to the people who are making history in real time. You know what I mean? And reach out to them and get their stories now because their stories matter. Don't wait till they get to a certain level. Um, so I think that's kind of how we balance it. Like I'd love to talk to certain people who are high profile, which is great. They have amazing journeys as well, but there's people who are just as amazing who nobody knows about. So why don't you introduce your audience to some something they never seen before? So I think that's 
that's what I enjoy the most is like being able to present something new um, and fresh. And so, yeah, but it's, you know, story. it's not black and white, but you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's a journey though, for sure. And you also don't yeah. want to get pigeonholed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there was a point when I was only interviewing artists and then all of a sudden you get into this point to where artists are like, well, why haven't you interviewed me? Why haven't you interviewed me? Oh, yeah. But when you're like all over the place, like it makes, and, and when I say all over the place, obviously yeah. you're going with like people that are relevant towards your brand to yeah. where it's like with you guys, it's about, for my show, I like to humanize people is yep. what I like to say. Yeah. But also for yours, is humanizing them and letting people know that they're also out there yep. and mm-hmm. that this is also possible. Mm-hmm. And so with doing that, you can't just do a bunch of yoga instructors. You yeah. can't just do a bunch of AIs. You mm-hmm. have to kind of go all over the place yeah. with it. But also, again, makes it to where people aren't just like, why aren't you only? Why didn't you do me? Yeah. Well, right yeah. now, this is where I'm at. You know, this is, <laughs> yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? It, it kind of, again, it keeps it fresh. It yeah. keeps it mm-hmm. new. And, and I also love that because it's so many different kinds of people, you're able to learn so much from Man. these different people. Yeah. Just in like listening to a few of your episodes earlier while I was getting ready, I was mm-hmm. like, write down this book, mm-hmm. write down that book. But because they're all different people, they all have different wisdoms. Yeah. yeah. And we like, I love, I love it because we get to learn in real time. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're interviewing, but I'm really like genuinely curious because I don't know and I want to know. And I think that's another thing. Put yourself out there and it's, Put yourself in an environment where, like, you have to be genuinely curious in order for it to work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's what that's that's um, that's important for sure. Now, before we jump into the world is your series, mm. I got to ask you guys about the importance of using social media to promote your show. Oh, clipping, posting, mm. promoting photos. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'll see uh, you guys will have an interview and it'll be like a photo then it might be a little preview, then maybe like another photo of yep. them, then it's the interview, and yeah. then like maybe two or three clips. Yep. And you do this every time. Mm-hmm. How important is that? Major, super important. And I always tell people this who want to start podcasts, I say you have to love the marketing of your show just as much as you love showing up and talking on the mic. Mm. Or And it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be the one doing it, but you have to love it and understand the importance of it. So, I mean, for us, it was like, yo, if we're interviewing Besa, we want to try our best to make sure that she gets kind of like the best rollout, right? Treat it as an album in a sense. So, you know, when the album's coming out, you roll it out in a certain way and you get people kind of easing into that. But it wasn't always like that, but it's important for those out there. Social media is important. It's an amazing tool. Um, and, you know, you just want to give people, get people excited about what's to come, you know, and, and give them different, different entry points to the content. You know? Yeah. And like, even like the clippings, like there might, there might be shows that people might miss and not keep up with. Yeah. And then we might bring back a clip from a show and they're like, whoa, where's that? What? Yeah. And then yeah. go back and go watch that show. So, um, you know, just, and then just having content, just having as much content as you can, just yeah. breaking stuff down and kind of just showing different parts of different uh, episodes is like, I think is big, you know? Yeah. I also like the sub content game is so key and I, I'm not going to lie. I learned a lot more about that during the pandemic mm. when things kind of slowed down and we weren't doing as many episodes, but by the time the pandemic hit, we had already had 63 episodes in the can. So, you know, what are you going to do? Right. You create sub content. And so if you're able to, um, you know, go within your full length feature content and pull stuff 
Because what happens is, I always say this, like day one for someone can be like, or day 1000 for someone could be day one for the next person. Mm. You know what I mean? So like nothing's ever really old. So you can always repurpose it, especially if there's a message that's relevant today. And so like I can clip an episode or a cl- I could take a clip from an episode we did with Besa, which was like two or three years ago. But if she said some profound shit that is relevant in 2023, does it really matter? Right. So I, I would say like really understand the value you have in your content. Um, all these things that you upload your content on are archives. So people are constantly going to be checking in on It'll be day one for them, no matter how long you've fire. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sometimes it pops up and I'll be like, oh, that's a good clip. Let me go find that You one. know what I mean? <laughs> so I, I would just encourage people out there to really understand the value of repurposing your content for different purposes. You mm. know what I mean? It may have been purposed for this initially, but now you can repurpose it for this at this different time. So super important. Um, but you got to create. You got to create. You got to create the habit. You got to create the habit, though. So get out there and create for sure. Okay. So I want to say, and correct me if I'm wrong, the first time I met you guys was at the World is Your series. Yes. Which, ironically, somebody reposted it and I was like, hey, that's yeah. me. Yeah. I was walking around there. I had a little clear bag on my yeah. foot. I was injured. Yo, you, pull, you pulled up. Like, <laughs> pulled that's up like, for real. You talking about people pulling up to events and supporting? <laughs> that is the ultimate support right there. Facts. Man. I hobbled, but I made it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Um. man, it's crazy. That was 2019 and recently we... I guess celebrated three, three, four years of the world is yours. And for those who don't know, the world is yours is a, um, is a workshop, um, an event series that was created by us as well as our partner, Vozy. Shout out Vozy. Um, we came together and we were like, yo, let's build something, um, that can get people in a room. They may be professionals. They may be creatives. They may be entrepreneurs, whatever the case is. They all may be at different levels in their industry or their craft or their journey. Um, but let's get people in a room and let's see if we can find a way to capitalize through collaboration. Um, and by collaboration, we mean dialogue. And by dialogue, we mean having real conversations about your experience in your industry, your experience in your industry, and how can we find mutual solutions, right? So that was the initial, um, that was the initial birth of that. Um, and I'm just so grateful for where it's at now because I'm super excited to even announce coming into this new year, um, we're now expanding that workshop series, which was initially with adults to the youth. Ooh. Yeah. 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 So that's something we've been like thinking about. Um, and so this year we're, we're looking to partner with those who work in, uh, you know, in the youth capacity, whether it's in schools, youth programs, things of that nature, um, we're open to collaborating. So if you would love to have a collaborative, engaging, innovative workshop that is meant to empower uplift and really have students and you've built each other up not us coming and building them up only but they build each other up um yeah holla at us let us know yeah. we can get in contact and figure something out but yeah that's the world is yours and what ages are you guys thinking for that because that's amazing for the youth yeah. like, they need that like they need the manifestation mm-hmm. they need mm-hmm. a room where they can be honest about their dreams and yes. what they're planning yes. and to learn about vision boards and things of yeah. that nature yeah so mm-hmm. um middle school through high school okay um, and we actually did a couple with high school students, um, which was what kind of like clicked for us. Mm. Like, oh, it's time to, it's time to take it there. Man, this generation yeah. is different. Oh, they, they <laughs> are for real different. different. No, no, they're different <laughs> with a capital so they D. Need, like they, they will, I, I feel like my generation growing up, we were like, me, this generation, they're like, sign me up. And it's, no, no, they're, mom, 
<laughs> no, like you, you got to come correct. And so yeah. I, when I did, I did one recently in December at uh, Mercer Island High School. Shout out to Benham. He set that up with their BSU. And I remember walking in. I was like, my intro is only going to be five minutes because I'm not about to sit up here and talk in front of them because they don't want me to. They don't want to sit there and just yeah, stare no. at someone. But it was they didn't see what was coming when I said, no, we're going to flip this. We're going to get in a circle. And I want to I said, I came here to speak with you, not to you. And so I think that threw them off a little bit at first, but it became a um, it was just a powerful session. So we're definitely excited to duplicate that and just, you know, keep pouring into the youth with that. Yeah. I'm so I'm, I'm grateful just to be at this point to be able to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like such a blessing to be able to give back to the youth and like literally like you're not even necessarily just crafting the next generation of media like you're mm -hmm. crafting the next generation of people Man. yeah yeah business owners you know like mm -hmm. whether it's the next person that's in tech that yeah. starts their own tech company yeah. or someone that does you know their own podcast yeah. or maybe yeah. someone wants to be an actress i don't know yeah. but you're starting that that new foundation and you're giving them an open honest space to talk to someone about it and not feel judged because you know i was talking to um i forget what, what her name is but it's she's from stg mm. and i was like you know what's crazy is a lot of times some of these kids they need programs like this because when mm. they're at home they don't always feel that love they mm. don't always yeah. feel validated sometimes mm -hmm. it's like that idea is dumb like yeah. i've definitely told people in my family different dreams of mine growing up they're like mm, we'll see about that and i'm like well but it's like had i have listened to that or not had i not been around other people to like kind of bring me in mm -hmm. i don't know if i here. No, it's important. Definitely. Man. It's important. And it's I think the part that I love the most is people are building each other up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like you're coming in there like I'm going to save the day and I'm going to uplift everybody. No, it's like we're all human. We all go through shit. We all have our things that we go through. But let's talk about them. And then through that, there's like an empowering effect that happens. So, yeah, man, it's uh, but these kids are different. They're like in a great way. Like, <laughs> yes, you can't the bullshit them. They know what they yes. want. They know what they want to do. And I think they got to just be able to kind of build together and yeah. build yeah. and pour into each other. You know what I mean? Definitely think they'll show them like at an early age how to collab and like, you know, they might be sitting next to somebody in a classroom for four years and be like, what? We could have been working together this whole time, no you know? Clue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like even just creating that, you know, and it's I feel like it's like therapeutic in a way, too, yeah. you know, because they might be going through the same things as their peers and they just don't talk about it, you know, yeah. so. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. super excited uh, just to be able to expand that to the youth um, starting this year. And we're, 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 we're building that up. But man, that's that's kind of just, I guess, the, the reward of just being consistent, not knowing exactly where things are going to end up. But just knowing that if you're doing good and you're putting good out into this world, you know, stick with it because we need more of it. You know what I mean? And eventually, I think the value and the output is going to attract opportunities and things will click when they click. But yeah, man, just keep putting out good stuff into this world, man. We need it. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, we're going to do something I like to call Six Randoms with Besa. Okay. That is my every episode segment. <laughs> oh, <laughs> come on. I knew something was coming. Come on. I knew something every was coming. Every time I do, unless I just really don't have time, and even then I'll just do like a, a rapid, I'm like, I got to get it in so It's just <laughs> yeah. weird for me not to do that. Number one, your favorite local spot to eat at. Mm. <sighs> favorite local spot to eat at. This changes a lot, but I'll just say at this very moment, um, I would go with Yummy Teriyaki. Yummy Teriyaki. I haven't been there. It's in Queen Anne. Um, 
they just been holding me down. I think like we really built that bond during the pandemic for sure. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, but shout out to them. That's that's my random. Damn. Um, that's a good question. I'm trying to switch it up. I don't want to say teriyaki, but no, I'll take that. I have no idea, but I'm gonna go Bucks teriyaki. Oh, Bucks teriyaki. Yeah. That was fire. Okay. It's in Burien. Burien. Okay. Or like SeaTac kind of area. So. I mean, are thing. you really from Seattle if you don't like you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's real. You know? I mean, yeah. It's real. It's kind of mandatory out there's, here. There's more, but at this very moment, that's like what? I guess that's what my stomach's telling me to say. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Next question. Have you ever, and if you haven't, would you do the Underground Seattle Tour? Hmm. I haven't. I haven't done it, either. but I will. I haven't, and I definitely will because yeah, I've. I was like, man, I need. We need to get out there, man. We need to start exploring our own. <laughs> you know what I'm city, saying, right? man, for real. You know what we should do. We should get happen? a bunch of adults together and go. Yeah. Yeah, we should. Yeah, and I'm like, down. That would be a bunch of black people bunch of black professionals Let's that would typically come together from yep. like a world is yours type mm. of event or yep. get like about 10 or 15 of us mm. pull up to underground Seattle from what I remember before the pandemic and they might still do it. I just haven't looked again, but they have adult nights Ooh. where it's like no kids allowed. They give you cocktails. My producer JC is saying that they still do it. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. And it's, it's adults only. Yeah. See, we need more people like Vesa out here. That's what I'm saying, That's man. You call me Miss no, come on. Because <laughs> she knows, like, I'm one of them people. I'm pulling up, but ah, sometimes it's hard for me to create the idea of what we should do. I'm down. Yep. Sign me up. Sign okay. me up. Um, uh, I'm also working on the aquarium. Also. Okay. They oh used yeah. Used to do adult nights. For That'd real. Be dope. That'd be that dope. was the first time I ever went to the Seattle Aquarium. It was an adult night. And there were obviously no kids allowed. They served drinks. Wow. Um, Aramis, she was there painting. Oh, the artist. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, Perry Paints was there. He was mm -hmm. painting. Wow. Um, there was a guy, like, when you first walked in, he was, like, doing um, a demonstration of, like, getting, gutting fish and, like, what the eggs represent and, like, mm. what the... Or just, I don't know. It was the whole situation. Oh, it was pretty yeah. dope. <laughs> and we had the whole thing to ourselves. So... I'm working on getting seeing if they're gonna bring that back because wow. if so that's, they do, that's, that's two right there, that's right? Two, right. Yeah. <laughs> two adult events, and I feel like these are things that people that look like us don't necessarily go to, 100%. but they're there and they're fun to do once yeah. you're there. Like, yeah. why not? Yep, I'm with that. Heck, that's for why real. I did my whole mixer at the Museum of Pop. Yeah. I'm like, this would be cool. Hey, oh, shout yeah. out to you for that as <laughs> yeah. well. That was dope, by the way. Shout out to you for just that. Just different. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. I'm like, yeah. just different stuff. It's necessary for us to go to different places. And as you said, like experience different things. And mm -hmm. that's how you're able to know who else is there by one, bringing people together, but just going to different stuff mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. you never know. It's usually the people that are not from here that go to like all the different oh, places. Yeah. They're in mm -hmm. discovery mode. Yeah. Yeah. They gotta Meanwhile, we're like, where's that at? Like, <laughs> I'm chilling. <laughs> yeah. What would you say was an interview that you learned something from that still sits with you to this day? <sighs> Every interview. Nah. Man. I'm trying to think, man. That's there's 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 a lot to pull from. Um hmm. Mm hmm. hmm. I'm going to just go kind of um, 
I guess a little more recent. Um, we had uh, Chris Karma earlier, Karma. yeah, earlier this year, and um, in during the conversation, um, he just talked a lot about um giving yourself your own flowers. Mm. Um, that was like some of the things we were talking about, and he just. He he said, I want to be better at that, at like being more proud of myself and my accomplishments. And I I learned from that, you know, because I think me personally, I feel like I go through that sometimes where you kind of are just so fixated on forward motion that you don't take the time to reflect sometimes and really just kind of understand where you're at um, in life period. So, yeah, that's definitely a, a, a gem that I pulled from that one. So shout out to. Chris for that. He has all the gems. I'm yeah. not even going to hold you. I, yeah. I'll call him for like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I think last time we talked for a good minute mm-hmm. and then we had to get off the phone because we had something to do. <laughs> nah, good peoples. Uh, man, I mentioned it earlier. Um, this Keys episode when he just said fall in love with your story. Yeah, I you saw know? that one earlier today. Yeah, and that 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 really that, that kind of hit home for me. It's like, you know, because I hear it all the time. A lot of people say I'm my toughest critic and this and that and all that, but, or, you know, in, in this day and age, like self-esteem, like, you know, like you got to fall in love with your own story and like, be like, man, like I'm out here, you know, and this is, this is, this is what it is, you know? So, um, that's something that really stuck with me, you know, like for real, for real. Mm. So if you guys could do up and up anywhere in the city at any venue, what would it be? He space looked, needle. He looked at me and I looked at him. <laughs> no, definitely space needle would be would be dope. What I say, yeah. I think it'd be dope for like an an elevated conversation. Mm. Yeah. Would you guys bring in a guest, like a special guest for that one? It'd have to be someone special, yeah. right? Yeah. Everybody or I mean, everybody's everybody special, special, but we put that out there. Everybody's <laughs> special, but I guess uh, I think someone that people would like to see interviewed in the space needle. Mm. Yeah, aesthetically, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, or a no. special moment or some, something moment. like that. Yeah, yeah. okay. You yeah. know, I think we, I think we, I think we got some plugs though to figure that out. Yeah, man. Keep me posted. I might need it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I think that is five. So, last question: What is one misconception of being black and from Seattle? Hmm. Mm misconception of being black and from Seattle um I would say that there's no black community in Seattle that's what I hear mm. anytime I go out of out of state or whatever they're like well you from Seattle there's black people out there I'm like yeah there's black people out here you know so um I guess just how the rest of the nation kind of views us mm. you know what I mean or views our region like we don't really have a culture out here so um yeah i guess that's a that's a big misconception honestly yeah i think i would i would definitely agree with that i think that is a misconception like people probably feel people from other predominantly black type of cities um probably feels people from seattle don't know what the black experience is like based on how they see it um and I think that is a big misconception because what does that even mean? Like the black experience is being black in America, period. Right. And experiencing it. So, um, yeah, I think that's that's probably the biggest misconception. Yeah, it's just different. Yeah, yeah it's different. Yeah. I mean, not everywhere has mountains and 
I mean, shoot, we got mountains right there. We got a whole bunch of water right in front. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Elements yeah. outside. You know? yeah. A lot going on over here. For sure. For sure. Well, shoot. Uh, any last gems for anyone that wants to start not only a podcast, but a visual show? Um, yeah. Um, I would say number one and number two and number three is you need a team. Um, you need a team to help execute your vision. Um, and a lot of times in our case, I'm super grateful for our team. A lot of people just think it's me and Erm because obviously we're like the most visible because we're hosting the show, but we got an amazing team um, down the line. Just want to shout them out. Binium, shout out to Binium. You know, yes, he leads our video production. But outside yep. of that, he has his own photography um, journey and career in which he's elevated to i would say like one of the top if not the top photographers in the city um shout out to nahom shout out to ben, uh abdi we got two abdis actually um shout out to Saminer. and everybody plays a specific role collective to to get to a collective goal but what i love the most is i feel like we've created a team where it's a culture that kind of cultivates individuality so i'm super excited to not only see what we can do collectively but just individually what where people can take it you know for themselves as well um, but yeah, you need a team, man. And sometimes the team is you and another person. Um, but really look and pay attention and look around you. Um, I always use Issa Rae's quote where she says network across mm. and not up all the time. And like, look around you and look at the people that are, that have potential, um, and really pour into them and just, you know, give each other opportunities to figure it out. So yeah. So I just wanted to shout out the team. Shout out to everybody. Yeah, yep, yep. Uh, well, to add to that, I'm gonna mm. say shout out every single guest that we had on the show because mm. we wouldn't have a show if we didn't have no guests. So, yeah. um, I want to say that anybody that's helped us in any any way, whether it was like merch, um, just helping us with any events that we did, anything like that. So, shout out to y'all too. Yeah. Um, something that really stuck with me as far as uh, like advice would be: don't focus on the people that are not really tuned in more than the people that are because mm. um man like the people that support you they're they're kind of like your street team in a way like without 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 them really knowing you know because mm. if you kind of do stuff to where you're trying to like chase the people that are not really tuning in or don't want to or whatever the case is whatever the reasons are you're gonna lose the people that really support you you know so um those are the people that are gonna kind of like put on for you and everything so yeah don't lose sight of that and that's how like you'll really grow your podcast or whatever whatever you got going, whether it's a clothing line, whatever industry you're in, focus yeah. on the people that support you yeah. and don't go chasing like stuff that's not really there. You make know? them make them family. You yeah. know. So yeah. to echo that, shout out to the family for sure. We we call sure. listeners, viewers, we call them family because I feel like they're a part of our family. Um yeah, man. Thank you to the community, people who who support. Um, again, I always say this, like, and I'm sure you can understand, like, I feel like this is a service based type of position. Yeah. Right. And I, I do feel like we we're intended to show up and serve. And I feel like it's reciprocal because the community serves us. Like, like he said, there's no show if our community doesn't inspire us to show up to continue to that reciprocal, um, pouring in to each other. So shout out to the community, shout out to the family. Um and shout out to the world, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's where we're trying to take it. Sure. Speaking of the world, when's the next event? Uh so 
Love that. Love you guys. <laughs> um, so the world is yours. We actually host them every month, every first Thursday of the month at Black Dot Underground. Um, you can definitely tap into our socials at underscore the up and up to get updates on when the next one is. Um, but yeah, we host those every first Thursday Thursday of the month. We did twelve last year. Wow! Super excited, man. Yeah, we we pulled that out. Um, mm-hmm. But shout out to and shout out to Black Dot Underground. Shout out to Africa Town. Shout out to uh, Curtis and Henry who oversee that, you know, that space and they welcomed us in and invited us and, you know, um, but yeah, every first Thursday of the month, you can come collaborate and build with your community members. I love it. Yeah. Well, shoot, friends, until next time. I want to thank y'all for coming down here. Man, thank you for having us. <laughs> can, we, can we thank you for a second? Because um, I'm proud of you. I think we're for both. Real definitely proud of you just just for being you um and moving the way in which you move because when it comes to this media space especially in this region um there is a new infrastructure that's kind of being built right like amari be saying black media matters but we got to show them why yeah you can't just have have a hashtag you got to show them why and you're showing them why um and you're inspiring us to continue to show people why too so Keep doing you. For real. You know what I mean? Um, and thank you for having us. This is dope. No, yeah. thank, you. thank you. This is dope. I definitely wouldn't uh, be as on as I am right now if it wasn't for Omari and Converge. Mm. They push me to do things that I'd be like, you want me to host what? Yeah, but it's so necessary. <laughs> Representation. I would never normally go to that. He's like, you got to do different stuff. You mm-hmm. got to step out of the comfort yeah. zone. I'm like, okay. And yeah. then it ends up being so fun. Yeah. Represent- <laughs> but, representation yeah. matters, man. Like I said, we're, we're here. And that's why your show is so important. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, it's, we got to put it down now yeah. so the next generation can pick it up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we only have but so much time. So let's put something down that they can pick up from. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. The example always needs to be shown so that yeah. way they know it's possible. They know it's been done. Yep. And if they want, they can do it better. Mm. They feel that they need to, but mm-hmm. they at least know it's been done. Let's, yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. go, man. So shoot, you guys. Look, if you've been trying to get into podcasting and you still need some more advice, just follow the up and up, okay? Follow them on social. Follow them, or shall I say, subscribe to them on YouTube. Listen to their podcast. That way you can get all of the information that you need. And sometimes it's even easier to get the information that you need by watching the example. Like they really mm. do post multiple photos. They really do. And it's not just like a, a slide, like it's different posts. They really do post multiple clips. I think when I was on their show, I had about three different clips that ended up coming out, but that takes time to clip it out. So you actually really do have to be dedicated to this craft. And I think if you follow their journey, you will understand how dedicated that they are and how much time that you really need to put into these. Mm-hmm. So shout yeah. out to you two for pulling up on me. Thank you. Thank you. And until next time, you guys already know what I'm going to say. Hopefully you have an amazing rest of your day. And of course, keep that energy high. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.